A reading from the Book of Wisdom. God formed man to be imperishable. The image of his own nature he made them. But by the envy of the devil, death entered the world, and they who are in his possession experience it. But the souls of the just are in the hand of God, and no torment shall touch them. They seemed, in the view of the foolish, to be dead, and their passing away was thought an affliction, and their going forth from us utter destruction. But they are in peace, for if before men, indeed, they be punished, yet is their hope full of immortality. Chastised a little, they shall be greatly blessed, because God tried them and found them worthy of himself. As gold in the furnace, he proved them, and as sacrificial offerings, he took them to himself. In the time of their visitation, they shall shine and shall dart about as sparks through stubble. They shall judge nations and rule over peoples, and the Lord shall be their king forever. Those who trust in him shall understand truth, and the faithful shall abide with him in love, because grace and mercy are with his holy ones, and his care is with his elect. The word of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be ever in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. The Lord has eyes for the just and ears for their cry. The Lord confronts the evildoers to destroy remembrance of them from the earth. When the just cry out, the Lord hears them, and from all their distress he rescues them. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and those who are crushed in spirit he saves.
Dominus Fobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucam. Jesus said to the apostles, Who among you would say to your servant who had just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat, put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. Verbum Domini. We welcome fall, Father. Baldiga from the Archdiocese of Hartford, Connecticut, who likes to come here every year. Good to see you again, Father Baldiga. And this past uh, Saturday, I was actually in a, a parish in Gardendale, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, and for the anticipated Mass. And we had the Gospel, if you remember, of the ten virgins, five foolish and five wise. And at a certain point, the door is shut and locked. And I open my homily by asking a question to the congregation. If they ever had a close call with death, a brush with death. And I mentioned a couple experiences in my own life where if things had been just a little bit different, the timing had been a little bit different, I probably wouldn't be here, including an accident where my friend was driving way too fast, and he totaled his parents' car, but thankfully survived that. But after Mass, there was a man who approached me who said that he was a flight instructor, and it hadn't been that long ago that he was flying his little Piper plane and it was having trouble, he was going to have it to crash land. And he found these railroad tracks where he was able to land, but he, says that the, he said that the flight recorder recorded him saying, I'm going to die. But thankfully, and he showed me pictures of the crash, he survived. I begin with that because we're coming to the end of the liturgical year, we're thinking of the last things. And during this week, we're reading from the Book of Wisdom, the Book of Wisdom from the Old Testament. And in this book, we hear some of the clearest teaching about life after death. And in the wisdom literature, it speaks, it, it's addressing these questions. 
And so Ecclesiastes, which is before the Book of Wisdom, asks the question, well, what is the meaning of life? Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? I have seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and a striving after wind. So it's raising this question. Is it all just meaningless, ultimately, that uh, it's all just a chasing after wind, vanity of vanities? It's a merest breath. And then in the Book of Wisdom, we had chapter 3, but just before that, we have chapter 2, which is words of the, which are words of the ungodly, what the ungodly, those who don't believe in God, those who don't follow God, words that they would say or objections that they have regarding life after death. But the ungodly, by their deeds and words, summon death. And here's some of the things the ungodly say. You'll find this in chapter 2 of the Book of Wisdom, just before today's reading. We were born by mere chance. Hereafter, we shall be as though we had never been. When it is extinguished, the body will turn to ashes. The spirit will dissolve like empty air. So... Let us take our fill of costly wine and perfumes. Let none of us fail to share in our revelry. Let our might be our law of right. And then it goes on to speak of persecuting those who rebuke them by their words or by their example, that they will persecute them. But then we have the answer to all of this, the answer to the question that Ecclesiastes raises, vanity of vanity, it all seems like vanity, a mere chasing after wind. An answer to the objections, well, we were born by mere chance. Ever heard that before? Hereafter we shall never, we shall be as if we've never been. And that's where today we have this clearest teaching in the Old Testament of the truth about life after death. God formed man to be imperishable. The image of his own nature, he made him. The souls of the just are in the hand of God. They seem to be dead, they're passing away in affliction. They're going forth utter destruction. But they are in peace. Their hope full of immortality. Chastise a little in this life. They shall be greatly blessed. God tried them. Found them worthy of himself. As gold in the furnace, he proved them. They shall shine. The Lord shall be their king forever. The faithful shall abide with him in love. 
Grace and mercy are with his holy ones. His care is with his elect. The Lord shall be their king forever. The faithful shall abide with him in love. In fact, it's in the book of wisdom that we first come across the phrase, the kingdom of God. Uh, Basilia Theou in Greek. The kingdom of God. Well, this becomes the center and heart of Jesus' teaching. The kingdom of God is among you. And it's the wise who are seeking the kingdom of God. So yes, there are questions about the meaning of life that Ecclesiastes raises and arise in our own hearts. What's the meaning of all of this? Is it all just vanity? There are those who object, and today we hear that. It's all by mere chance. There is no God. So let's just practice revelry. Let's just do what we can to just have pleasure and enjoy ourselves. And let's persecute those who may speak against, uh, speak against this, this way of life. So today's uh, reading from chapter 3, chapter 2 and chapter 3, of the Book of Wisdom answers those questions. The Lord shall be their king forever. The faithful shall abide with him in love. So it's very appropriate that we often hear this reading at funerals, because that really is our hope, isn't it? Our hope is in the Lord. You know, this past July 16th, 2023, a community that's very dear to our Bishop Emeritus, Bishop Robert Baker, celebrated its 40th anniversary, the Comunita Chanakalo, the Chanakalo community. For those who've become addicted to drugs, who find their way to freedom by living more of a family life, by dedicating themselves to mass and adoration and praying the rosary and honesty with each other and it's helped so many so many people throughout the world they have some 72 communities in 20 countries they have a number i think 11 priests and and 30 some sisters in this community and it was just after their 40th anniversary just a couple weeks later that the foundress mother elvira passed away and so we're on their their newsletter list and they had this whole newsletter about mother elvira i just wanted to share a couple of things that i think are related to our scripture readings today and her beautiful life her generous life so she was born in a very poor circumstances her father was often drunk she said and often unemployed. Her mother was a nurse. But her mother always had this serenity. And she taught her that whatever our circumstances are, life is good. Life is valuable. Whatever the circumstances were. And certainly it was difficult for her trying to provide for this family and having a husband who was often drunk, who was often unemployed. But here's what Mother Elvira said about that situation with her father. She said, my father 
was for me the university that taught me how to love and serve everyone with dignity. He was the first poor, broken person I had to welcome, love, and serve. He was the first broken person she had to welcome, love, and serve. And she said, life has taught me since I was a child to always think of others before myself. And today I recognize that this has been my wealth. It brings you really a freedom, doesn't it? When we learn to forget ourselves. Her mother said to her once, you can't put something in your mouth without giving something to someone else. And uh, there's a beautiful quote in uh, the register, or rather the uh, CNA, Catholic uh, News Agency, or actually this is the register. It's a beautiful quote of what she said when she felt called then to help young people. So first she had entered this religious community and she was with this community for 28 years, but she had this burning desire to help the youth one time when she's praying before the Blessed Sacrament. And she said that she could hear their cries. They were like sheep without a shepherd. They had everything materially. And yet inside there was darkness and death within their hearts. And she wanted to, to help them. And so she asked permission and the superior said no. She did this for seven years. No, 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 no. Finally the seventh year, they said yes. And so they began July 16, 1983 in Saluzzo, Italy. And Bishop Baker was there and he talked about how when he first met Mother, he started a, a group in, uh, in Florida where he was a priest and how he was going to have this big fundraiser for the group. And the members that came from Italy said, well, no, no, Mother said we have to depend on divine providence. That was it, that God loves us. And she said in her prayer to God, she said, well, I'm going to you know, work with all my being at this, but you must show them that you're, you're their father. You're going to provide for them. And in fact, he, Bishop Baker mentioned that it was in one of their homes that they have a mosaic on the floor, Dio provvede, God provides. And so he has all of these 40 years. But here's what she said. I dove into God's mercy and rolled up my sleeves to love, 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 and serve. So isn't that related to today's gospel? Where our Lord reminds us that we do have a duty to love to serve God, who has given us everything. Mother Avira said, I dove into God's mercy, rolled up my sleeves to love, 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 and serve. And that's for each of us. And our Lord points this out to us. When you've done all you've been commanded to say, to commanded, say we are unprofitable servants. We've done what we are obliged to do. So that's true. But it's also true that we're diving into God's mercy. 
when we're serving the Lord, when we're acknowledging the Lord, when we're not like the ungodly who say, well, we're just all here by chance. It's all meaningless. It all ends up in nothingness. No, today's reading from the Book of Wisdom points out that God made man to be imperishable. That we, th those just ones are in peace. Yes, they were proved like gold in the furnace in this life. But now they shine. The Lord is their king forever. And in this a newsletter, they concluded with some of the words of Mother Elvira. And she said, she shared with us, when you say, when you say that Elvira has died, woe to you. Please don't say it. Sorry, Mother, I said that. <laughs> you must sing, dance, because I am alive. Life never dies. When you say that Elvira has died, woe to you. Please don't say it. You must sing, dance, because I am alive. Life never dies. That's what the Book of Wisdom is telling us already in the Old Testament. The Book of Wisdom, chapter 10, speaks of the Basileia Theu, the kingdom of God, a theme that Jesus will take up as a central part of his teaching. And in the gospel that we had on Sunday reminds us that we've all been given the gift of life, perhaps been given second chances. But it is for us then to remember that one day our life will come to an end. But it isn't the end for those who love God, those who roll up their sleeves and love, 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 and serve, as Mother Elvira said. The faithful shall abide with him in love because grace and mercy are with his holy ones and his care is with his elect.